using social media. What works? What's new? Advice? Trends and insight. From the creative team at Hubbard Interactive, it's the social feed. Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. We are coming at you from the Hubbard Interactive Twin Cities Studios. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. It's been a while since we've done this, so I feel like it's like a whole new, a whole new uh, whole podcast new almost. So we have Tori with us today. Hello. Tori, you've been well. You have been on a podcast. We attempted to do one. Yes, didn't work out so well. A long time ago, when I first started. So this yeah. one's gonna actually we're gonna make it happen. It's real. It's real now. It's happening. And then we also have Wheeler. Hello. Yep. <laughs> Wheeler's our producer. Producer yes. Wheeler. Good to be here. And I am Missy. Um, I've been at Hubbard for about six years now, and I am your host of the Social Feed Podcast, I guess you could say. So we're going to be grilling uh, Tori with questions today, is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. So Tori, like what's it. going on in the news? What's happening? Well, as everyone is hearing, the Facebook scandal of 2K18. I know. Bum, bum, bum. Everything's <laughs> changing. No, so I'm sure you've heard, but uh, Facebook got in big trouble for uh, 50 million users' data being stolen. Yikes. Bum, bum, bum. So um, what had happened was it's a company called Cambridge Analytica, and they um, are a data company. Um, however, but, you know, as everything went around, it was around the election. They used um, users' data for things they shouldn't have been using it for, and he got caught on video, the CEO of the company, talking about it. So that set the ball in motion. Ooh, Bad things. Ouch. I know, right? Never say anything because you're probably being filmed always. Um, so, yeah, so now Mark's in pretty big trouble. Um, he'll be testifying in front of Congress. He offered to do it. Um, well, I mean, good for him for, yep. you know, stepping up for his yep. company. He said he wanted regulations. Um Cheryl Sandberg, I think, is she the CEO? CFO. CFO. Or COO. She's the COO. COO. Yeah. Um, she Operations. agreed, but in kind of a different way. She's like, it depends on the regulations. Um, so that'll be interesting internally for that company. But. Well, what's really interesting is our Facebook contact sent us something, was it yesterday, yeah. about how they're already regulating Facebook. So they're, they're cut off third-party partners. So as you guys know, when you place an ad on Facebook, you can it can also go on third-party sites. So like I follow Forbes on Facebook. So if I see an ad from Forbes and I click on one of their – or sorry, not an ad. If I click on one of their articles, if I click on that, it brings me to Forbes.com. And if you're scrolling through reading the article, there will be a Facebook ad that will pop up in there. They're completely cutting off all of that, yep. which I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So this data breach has already started spiraling those effects. Yep. So as a non-social media expert like the two of you, <laughs> uh, what exactly did Cambridge Analytica do with all this data? So they sold it to uh, political candidates to be used for um, the election, Was there is any... my understanding. Okay, okay. And so that they could use that and use that targeting. And then um, they target people. through that on Facebook. Yes, they use that data. They kind of like turn it around. But then they yeah. can also take that data and use it for anything else. Now they just have these this people's data. And was it you? You downloaded your Facebook history? I was just oh going to bring gosh. this up. So there is a tool. Ever since all this stuff came out, um, you can actually download your Facebook data. Um, Facebook has like a specific thing. I'll have to find the exact link. But it's, oh, sorry. It's facebook.com slash help. And then you can do download data. And it'll bring you there. And I, d I did it. I shouldn't have. It scared the <laughs> crap out of me. But it has in there, like, 
text messages and not just like, hey, I was texting Tori. Here's your phone number. It's, hey, Tori, what are you doing tonight? Not much. What are you doing? Are you going to happy? Like it has the actual messages of the text in this data. Like messenger messages or text? Text. Like text from phone because they are partnered with like Verizon Wireless and all these other services. So the data in there is kind of crazy. And how do you find that? How do I find that? <laughs> so if you, you could just Google download my Facebook data. And it'll bring you right to the link. Okay. That's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And I'm a marketer, so I love that stuff. Like, I'm all about, like, being able to hit your audience exactly. Because, you know, you don't want to be, like, blanket marketed. Right. So it's like, I don't want to see ads for that if it doesn't make sense for me. So I, I love that targetability. But the text messaging back and forth, that was a little bit, that got me a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I felt a little weird about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, but they're cracking down on it, so yeah, I think it'll affect too at like placing ads, but not super dramatically. It's just going to be some of the demographic targeting is going to change because they won't have that third party exactly. um, partner data anymore. Yeah, I, for the consumer standpoint, do you guys think it's going to look? Our news feeds are going to look any different? No, I think the only person that's going to be affected is um, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> he's going to lose a lot of money. <laughs> I think because Facebook got in trouble a few years ago for data privacy and i think for every infraction they get fined forty thousand dollars so depending on how many infractions Dang. you know they might impose upon facebook this time around that's good could be a lot of money and now is it even a bit of their pockets like who knows yeah, yeah. But as a facebook user do you not sign away your consent for them to do whatever they want with your data though I'm sure in a way you do. I feel like that. I mean, if you're going to have a profile there, you have to know that you don't get to do that for free. Like, if you had to pay for that profile, I would assume that there would be restrictions on what they would share and what I allow them to share. But having a free thing online, you just... It's kind of theirs to take. Exactly. So, I mean, I I hear both sides of it where people are like, ah, you know, it's it's, that's my data. But it's like, yeah, but you're subscribing to a free service and put your stuff on there. Right. I read some article, like a BuzzFeed article, and it was, hey, have you checked the third-party apps looking in your Facebook? And I would have to find the article because I 100% don't remember how to get there. But there's a way to, like, go in your settings and look at the third-party apps that over time you've allowed. And even if you're not using it anymore or, you know, something you did once for, like, a coupon – they're still collecting your data. And I went in there and I was like, why is Expedia connected to me somehow? <laughs> like, what did I do? But it was yeah. in there. So I went through and cleared those out because I was like, oh. It's, it's kind of amazing from, like, a marketing standpoint, like, all the targeting that you could do. I mean, I, I again, I get the creepy factor, but it's great for marketers. So anyone know, listening right? who's, like, trying to do marketing, I mean, there's so much amazing data out there. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. other thing that happened in the news, this happened about a week ago. Um, Snapchat lost mm. a lot of money um, with the Rihanna. Yes, that was dramatic. Go, with the Rihanna. The with Rihanna the post. Rihanna. The Rihanna ad. Did you guys see this? No, yes. I did not. What happened? So Snapchat lost about $8 million. Um, have you guys ever played the game Would You Rather? Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's like, a, is it a card? It's a card game, right? Uh, well, I think it's a card game where like you can do like the ten fingers. Yeah, oh, I've usually done like part. Of oh yeah, that's yeah. never have I ever. Oh, that's oh, no. okay. Never mind. Wait, where'd you go to college? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> right? <Tricky> game. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather is just like a question usually, right? That's how I would think of it. Yeah. So one of the would you rather game because anyone can place ads on Snapchat. They placed an ad about their game, and it said, "Would you rather slap Rihanna or punch ex boyfriend Chris Brown?" And Rihanna like heard about this and 
like blasted Snapchat about it. And Snapchat, like a couple days later, lost about eight million dollars. Well, did you and hear the profiles week, were dropping? Yeah, off. the week before that, they had lost more millions of dollars because Kylie Jenner said she doesn't really like using the platform anymore. So Snapchat placed that ad about Rihanna themselves or someone else? Did? So the game Would You Rather placed it as an ad. On Snapchat. On Snapchat. So with Snapchat ads, you can go on there. Um, if you just go to like Snapchat, and then you go to their ads platform, and you can place ads on Snapchat. Any business can. And so this game placed it on there, and whoever at Snapchat who reviews those ads and approves them, let that one go through. Well, that's why they got in trouble, because no one reviews it. It's exactly. Like a, a computer reviews concerning. it. And so the computer was like, okay, so now they're implementing more of a human review process, they said. That was how they were going to... Seems like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, I mean, it wasn't... It is Snapchat's fault. They should have reviewed it. Mm-hmm. But it was Would You Rather. But Snapchat took the, the blunt of it and got got in trouble for it because rihanna's not going to go after the game she's going to go after exactly the the platform yeah yeah so i thought that was really interesting um yeah i'm curious what snapchat's going to be in the next six months if it i'm just curious if it'll be relevant even in a few a year in a few years um we were actually having this conversation last night one of our coworkers was like i'm exclusively instagram stories now like oh i do Yeah. yeah I'm not gonna lie. I still kind of look at some of those like trash Discover stories, <laughs> like Daily Mail. Like, what is Kendall Jenner up to? I need to know. It's Ian. like when you're at the grocery store and you see the magazines and you're like, I'm kind of eyeing up what's happening on that I, cover right what there. What happened in The Bachelor? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, and you read it as you're like in line. Yeah, that's pretty much what I use it for. But oh, man. even my friends, we don't snap back and forth. It's kind of like a you'll text them or yeah. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with that. We literally use Snapchat still. I'm not a snapper. Yeah, you're Instagram snapper. though, aren't you? I was on Instagram, but you I, got off of it. I haven't had it on my phone for probably close to six months. Oh, nice. mm, maybe that's a little much. Are you going anti-social media right now? Or are you just kind of getting cut off a little bit? Yeah, I don't know. I've just spent a lot of time on it, and uh, I started like reading things instead <laughs> of like I'd spend all this time on my phone on Instagram. Yeah, and that was all I'd ever do when I was like doing whatever. And uh, so then I'd try to look up something else and just, like, learn about it in the meantime. Um, haven't quite done it that whole time since, but uh, just felt like it was a more useful u- way to spend my time. Yep, yeah. totally get that. I was That's at cool. South by Southwest a couple weeks ago, and I went into this really cool creative session, and they had us walk into the room, and they made us all put on blindfolds. And I'm like, what the <laughs> – what kind of session is this? And – But what was really cool is he's like, as he was explaining, he said, we are so attached to our phones and especially like Instagram, for example, or even Facebook, you're scrolling, you're like, you see a picture on Instagram and it goes into, you know, you you look at it through your eyes and then it registers in your head. Okay. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Should I like it? Should I comment on it? And each time you're scrolling through you're constantly absorbing that information. And so your brain processes from your eyes what they see first, and then it goes to the back of your head. When you blindfold yourself and you're listening and you're taking in information um, from an audio, in an audio way, with your eyes closed, you process information from the back to the front. Your most creative processes are in the back of your head. So if you're really having a hard time being creative, you're supposed to close your eyes. Oh, Isn't that so like interesting? It. That's like really it. cool. Yeah. I like that. 
But yeah, he's like, because you're just constantly on your phones, we're just absorbing so much information with our eyes that we're not fully processing that part of our brains anymore. So I was kind of curious how that's going to affect us, you know, moving forward too. Yeah. Well, I've read that no idea now is truly that unique because even if you you think you've you've come up with this great idea, you've actually seen it somewhere else. Oh, yes. oh that's dark. Well, everything, yeah. <laughs> everything comes from some sort of inspiration, so. Right. Yeah. You know, it's you, tough to say anything's truly original. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, these days, back in, you know, when they came up with the train, yeah. that was original. <laughs> But not so much anymore. <laughs> well, so we've talked a lot about different news stuff going on in the news, but the big thing that I want to focus on today and why we have Tor here is talk a little bit more about analytics. And I know talking about analytics on a podcast is a little bit confusing and sounds weird because it's something you more show someone how to do. But I do want to talk about the importance of it and some cool features that we've been starting to implement that can help with that. So the first thing, um, we've finally launched HubbardInteractive.com. Woo! You can go check it out. Let us know what you think. But one thing we installed on there was a heat map. Yes. Do you want to talk about this yes. and what it is? So heat mapping is a way to understand how users are interacting with your website. So we use a tool called Hotjar, and there's different levels of accounts that you can have. So if you're like an agency and have 8 million clients, you can buy the agency account and have... 8 million clients in there. <laughs> and um, what we use it for is just understanding how people are scrolling through our website. Um, where is their mouse hovering? So it's really cool. So it'll pull in your website, say, our homepage, and we can see a big – it almost looks like, what do you call those, like thermal maps? The heat map uh, – heat map. Okay. <laughs> um, it looks like a thermal map. A th- map. Like a heat map. And it's called heat mapping. How, how clever and creative. <laughs> Um, but if you notice that a lot of people are hovering or clicking your about page, it'll be like bright red. But maybe what you want is someone filling out your form and you're noticing that there's no activity happening around that form. Maybe it's time to move the form, put it on a different page, move it up on the page, put it above the fold, all that really fun website stuff. Um, and you can also see clicks. So what percentage is... The about page getting are they getting ten percent of the clicks on the homepage, and then you can also um, do a scroll map, which is you can see how far people are moving on these pages. So, you know, it goes from red to blue. Red being lots of folks are staying up top, and then blue is like no one has scrolled down this far. And red's like the hot zone. The yes, clicked area. The hot zone, and typically as you look at it and as you scroll, you'll see that. It's pretty red at the top, and maybe you'll get a little yellow, and you get pretty light blue. By it's the like time. that game, like you're getting warmer, you're getting yeah. warmer. Like, is that a, is that a game? Hot or cold. Yeah, hot or cold. Hot or cold. Hot or cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're guessing, like, is my present this? You're like, oh, you're getting warmer. Yo, yeah, yeah. You're, you're on fire. You're, you're on fire. fire. You're on fire. <laughs> it's happening right now. Yeah, and so usually by the time you get to the footer, it's typically pretty light blue. So that shows. Don't put all the important information on your website. Freezing cold. Yeah, it's freezing. It's ice cold. It's the tundra. And, <laughs> um, but another tool uh, or feature of this tool that we use, you can actually – they record sessions of people on your website. So you can watch their mouse and, like, how they interacted with your website. I, like, love that part. I think yeah. – I mean, it's a little creepy, but yeah. it's so cool because you can see, like, oh, they think that's a button, you mm-hmm. know, and they, but it's not. Yeah, or, or, like, if you have a pop-up of any sort and they keep – they have to click the X to get out of it, but they keep clicking the outside because that's what a lot of websites have. So 
constantly clicking or you can tell they're getting frustrated with something or they're super interested in this piece of content. Maybe we need to include more content like that on our website. Um, if you see that across the board and you can see how long. So this person was on our website for 10 seconds. Like maybe they didn't mean to be on our website. And then this person was here for five minutes looking at every page, every anything that's on the website. Um, so it's pretty interesting. It's pretty creepy, but it's fun. I love that. And that's called Hotjar? <laughs> yeah, we use Hotjar. There's a lot of different tools. There's another one called VWO, Visual Web Optimizer, but I like Hotjar better. And is Hotjar, is it easy to install? Like if someone listening was like, hey, I want to try to try this on my website, is it pretty self-explanatory? Yep. So you would go create your account, and they'll offer you a little piece of code. And you need to have either yourself, if um, you do your website development, or if you have a website development person, do it for you. Um, give them this little piece of code, and it just gets installed in the header of your website. And then from there, it just starts tracking. And the reason, fun fact, you install code in the header of your website is so it can go across your website. If you put it in the body copy, it's only going to track in that page. So that goes oh, for Facebook pixels, Google Analytics, anything like that. So. Cool. Yeah, it's fun I, stuff. It's yeah, pretty easy. I yeah. I just think there's so much, like, everyone always thinks about, okay, what's a cool campaign I can do? And, but the goal of that campaign is usually to bring people back to your website. And if that website is not the best, this is a great tool that you can install right now to say, okay, what areas do I need to improve on and how can I help make this look even better and work better? And it's great from an agency perspective because, or maybe even I should say social media perspective, because we're given the goal to drive people back to a landing page, to somewhere, and where, you know, maybe conversions aren't happening, leads aren't happening. And with this tool, you can maybe deduce as to why, like, hey, we're getting people to this page, but it's now in the hands of those who handle the website to make it happen. And yep. we can show them why it is or isn't. Love it. Yeah. What else is new with analytics? Anything else going on in, in that world? In the world of analytics, of numbers. I mean, there's so much stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, well, we where just, do you want to start? We just wrapped up our Hubbard, our second annual Hubbard Digital Academy. Um, and Tori spoke on Google yes. Analytics at that. Um, we sold out. I'm just like, every time we sell it, I'm like, I was like, there can't be that many people that like want to see us again. And it's like, it just like, it surprised me every time. I love it. I absolutely love it. So if you're listening, um, if you go to HarborDigitalAcademy.com, we are having a third event. Um, hopefully this will sell it too. Fingers crossed. Um, in June sometime. So stay tuned if you guys want to check that out and see Tori talk about Google Analytics Live yeah. in person. Can ask me your questions. Yes. In person. Yes. There's there's so much stuff. It's so much easier when you're in person to talk about that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I think Hotjar is just such a great site. Is there any other tools that you would suggest a client to put on their website to like help track things or anything that they might not know about, kind of similar to the hot jar. Right. So it, I guess it just depends um, what their level or their people's level of savviness is and what their goals are. So Google Analytics actually has a whole suite of, I guess it's Google Analytics Solutions, has a whole suite of analytics things you can use. So there's the well-known Google Analytics and there's GTM, which does get kind of complicated, but it offers you the ability to track absolutely everything that's happening on your website in a like deeper, more granular level. So if you want to know which why people left your site, maybe they clicked a, you linked to a client's website, you linked to a blog or a press release that you were featured in, you can set it up so you can see how many people clicked that link and left your website or how many people clicked your Facebook icon and left your website and you'll know that it was a Facebook icon not just 
they left our website? Where did they go? And what was that called again? Um, this is GTM. That stands for Google Tag Manager. Got yep, it. but that does require quite a bit more development, and so it can be a little bit more complicated. So okay. it does require a little bit of training, and you know, hopefully, you've got a developer that can understand it because there is some back end involvement there. Got it. So then you've also got the Google. Um, data studio where this is really fun you can just build like a one-sheeter report that pulls in data maybe you want it weekly maybe you want it monthly whatever you need and it's just a one-sheeter you pull together that of the most important metrics to you you can look at that and call it good so definitely if you want to send off like a one-sheeter to a client or someone you can create those and kind of build them make them as big as you want you can color customize them like you can really go all out with these things, <laughs> you know, nice. if that interests you. Um, so you'd like put in the time up front and then from there on out, it's like, well, here you go. I love that. I think a big part, like especially with a lot of clients, it's always like we know it's important to have the website changed and optimized through this, but we're having a hard time showing our, maybe it's the owner or someone that works at the company that they have to prove that this is what we need to do. So I think having these kind of in their toolbox to help with that is a great way to get started. There's also a site you can go to that's free called website.grader.com. And what it does is you plug in the URL of your website and it tells you how strong your website is regarding is it mobile friendly, um, SEO. It talks about like is your website secure because that's a big part of it too. Even if you have don't if even if you don't have e-commerce on your website, it's still really important to have a secure site, obviously. So there's a lot of really great information there, too. Definitely. You could check out. Yeah, there's one site I like to use. I can't – it's, like – I always Google it. But like, is it my website down? And I think the website – is my site down or is it just me? I think that <laughs> is, like, is the website. And it actually works. And it'll be what? like, nope, your site's down. Or, like, nope, it's just you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Because one of my coworkers came up to me. He's like, hey, is this site working for you? And I just plugged it in there. He was, I'm like, well, it says it works. And he looked over and it finally had loaded on his computer. So I was like, yeah, it's just you. But yeah, Google has a similar thing. It wouldn't do SEO, but it's, um, I think, PageSpeed site, PageSpeed Insights. Oh, yep. And I'll use that. And it'll give you like, hey, on desktop, this is great. But on mobile, your images are too big. You've got CSS, JavaScript that you need to like minimize. And you know that probably sounds like wah, wah, wah from like peanuts or whatever it is. But um. You know, just good insight from Google because realistically, that's. I mean, if you that's get for most of the traffic, yeah, yeah, I mean, like people are going to find you in Bing, and people still use Yahoo and AOL. But realistically, <laughs> you want to listen to Google because that's where. Do you? What did I say at Hover Digital Academy? I was like, no one says, "Oh, I binged it." <laughs> I googled it. So, there you go. So true. I'm gonna start saying that though. I I'm gonna bring. It. I'm gonna bring Bing back. See, so today in the office we did a dad joke thing. Stay tuned for that on Hubbard Social. But um, my dad always says that. He thinks he's so funny. He'll be like, I binged it. <laughs> but in a way, it sounds like ping. And, you know, you can, like, ping people yeah, your location exactly. and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Like, but he's like, you know, he thinks he's funny. So, you know, Dwight, that I guy. It. I binged it. I binged it. You guys, maybe we could start, like, a whole marketing campaign for Bing for them and, like, help bring them back, take over Google. We could do it. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. back. Hashtag that. Yep. Bring them back. <laughs> yeah, I used to tweet back and forth with Bing all the time. Really? What? Yeah. Just casually? Yeah, no one tweets at them. <laughs> so they'll tweet back. Why would you tweet at them? <laughs> well, we would watch, um, we would do like Bing ads in my old job. Oh, and okay. um, 
we kind of fell off of that. But um, we would watch if they had webinars or seminars, or and we just they tweet back. Okay, I've heard though, and maybe this is a rumor that people there's a lot, lot less people on Bing, but they convert more yep. because it's a. I don't know if it's because it's an older demo. So when they're looking, like they are ready to like buy, they're not just browsing. So I don't know. Have you heard that? Too? I've heard that before too. Yeah. So I mean, big. I mean, don't rule it out. Less people, but better conversions. Didn't Microsoft buy Bing? I feel like there's something like with the app. Because then Microsoft. Microsoft bought LinkedIn. So then they're like, oh, LinkedIn search capabilities will get better because they can incorporate Bing technologies into LinkedIn search. This was a long time ago that I heard that, and I might be lying. So, so. I had a phone call with LinkedIn right before this podcast, and uh, um, they were reaching out to us about some doing some stuff with our sales team. And essentially, LinkedIn is trying to create almost their own kind of sales force. It's really interesting, like, what they were talking about. So they're like, yeah, your sales team, you know, could have all this access to this information. And typically, when you're on a sales team – sorry, we're going on, like, a total tangent. <laughs> but I just thought this was really interesting. Um, when you have your sales team, they have all the potential clients' contact information. So with that, you know, it's like, well, Tori works at XYZ, and then you get a new job, you still have your old contact information. With LinkedIn, since most people update their jobs on LinkedIn, this system keeps track of all of that. So it'll send you a notification saying, Tori just got a new job here, here's her new contact info, and it has like a whole system with that. Wow. So I'm really curious. I'm, I'm. It's pretty new, it sounded like. Or they're actually at least working on making it bigger. But I'm curious how that's going to kind of shake out. Yeah. LinkedIn's trying to, they're trying to make a name for themselves. For sure. They got, they got a ways to go. Yeah. Well, it's just such a different, like, <laughs> you know, you don't go beast. to LinkedIn for inspirational quotes. Yeah. And when you see them on there, you're like, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, why did you post that picture on there? Yeah. Like, like that's for your, that's for the gram. Yeah, leave it, yeah, leave it there. On the gram. Put it on the gram. <laughs> they have stayed steady, though, LinkedIn, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, relative That's to all true. the other social mediums that ebb and flow, LinkedIn's just kind of been there. Yeah. It doesn't I, seem like they're going anywhere. They're kind of that no. tried and true, like, you know, they're going to be there. They're not going to do anything crazy. I think they have, like, a pretty steady incline in growth, though, whereas I feel like other platforms, kind of like you said, Wheeler, spike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or and then like the ebbs and flows, and yeah. now Facebook's losing all these people, so they're kind of in an in ebb. But yeah. LinkedIn just kind of slow, slow and steady, steady wins yeah. the race. Slow and steady, yeah, yeah. I'm really curious what LinkedIn's going to do with their like LinkedIn ad platform because I know we've tried to do some LinkedIn ads. Have you did you do LinkedIn ads at your old? Yeah, position? we did them quite a bit um, for you know the businesses that it made sense for, but. Yeah. I feel like we'd never saw a pretty big return on investment solely because of the cost. It's expensive. Like yeah. Are so expensive. Like a cost per click, we were happy if it was 6 or $7. Yeah. So, and if they have a budget for this ad for, of $50, you're going to get five clicks. And were they on purpose? We don't know. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Did they convert? Right. All that fun stuff. <laughs> I'm looking up... Uh, the big in Microsoft. And then one of the things people ask is Google or Bing better? How do you get rid of Bing on your computer? Oh no! <laughs> These are the top Sad. best questions. Poor Bing, come on! They just want bring it back. Their time in the light. Have you seen those funny? This is even more of a tangent. <laughs> the web videos where it's like people answer Google questions about themselves. It's like celebrities. Yes, I have. Those, seen those. are so funny. Explain to people like kind of what what okay, that is. I can't. Re- so good. I can't think of the 
who does it. It's not like Funny or Die or anything, but no, it's not. this company that not a company, it's a brand, but they do these celebrities. They bring celebrities and typically these celebrities are on some form of press tour for a movie or a show or whatever it may be. And they just have a board and it's covered with little pieces of paper and it's the most Googled questions about themselves. Oh my gosh. And they have to answer these Googled questions. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And sometimes you're, you know, it's like kids. I think they have the str- two Stranger Things kids on there. Oh, yeah. And so some of them are like funny, but some you're like, I'm actually concerned that this little child is like reading this question about them. <laughs> it's like, it is a child, people. Yeah. Leave them like, alone. Come on. Yeah. But it's usually pretty. And the celebrities they have are. Usually, like comedians or you know, funnier, known for being funnier celebrities. Oh my gosh, I love this! Yeah, I just looked it up, and there's like a ton, like Chris Pratt, Jennifer oh, yeah. Lawrence. The Jennifer Gardner one is actually really funny. Oh my gosh, these are amazing. Okay, yeah, definitely in your free time, I would recommend checking out. Um, I just typed in celebrities who Google themselves. It's on Wired.com. <laughs> this is so good. Well, we've covered a variety of topics today. <laughs> All right. Our focus was going to be, you know, when we started this, we were kind of planning, we're like, yeah, we're going to talk about, like, websites and analytics. And then we kind of went from, like, Rihanna to LinkedIn to, I mean, we've, I started talking about blindfolding yourself, whatever. Um, I think it was good, though. It had a variety. Good variety. Um, If you haven't checked out already, I mentioned this before, but go to HubbardInteractive.com, finally launch that site. We're super excited and proud of it. Let us know your feedback. We'll be stocking you on it with Hot Jar, obviously. (laughs) And be sure to tweet at us at Hubbard Interact, or you can slide into the DMs on Instagram at Hubbard Interactive and let us know your thoughts. Uh, Oh, I have to read this because it was super sweet. We had someone who messaged us through Instagram about our podcast. And it was, uh, I think they, I'm hoping they still listen, Boost Models. If you guys are listening, this was like the sweetest thing ever, and I'm going to read it out loud now. Give me a second, give me a second. Um, I am a new huge fan of the social feed. I recently discovered your show on Podcast One and binge listened this past weekend. I've already started turning our promo team onto the show. Thank you and your team for all the great contest, content. P.S. Stay woke, fam. Oh, <laughs> warm fuzzy. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, you guys, we have a fan. I love it, I love it. So send us your feedback, let us know what you think. Um, We're so happy you guys are listening. We're really excited to ramp this up again and get a lot more content out to you. So see you next time. Bye. See ya, thank you. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.